had a very difficult session this afternoon with uh, the uh, commanders of the various sor uh, services as we um, attempt to explain this to our people. Um, you know, our people see the, de the degrading, declining security situation around the world, and so trying to um, explain this to them is very difficult. Yes, I guess it would be. That is a General Wayne Eyre, uh, Chief of Defense Staff, telling a defense committee uh, a couple of days ago that it's just it's impossible to cut a billion more dollars from our defense budget. And that's because we haven't really, well, we haven't been spending nearly enough on our military for decades. I mean, we are now short 15,000 soldiers. We got no weapons. And doesn't seem like we really have a plan. And not to mention, we just told our alliances, our NATO alliances, that we're committed to meeting our 2% target. And so here we are cutting when, if you look at the polling, this is a time when Canadians actually want more spending. But, you know, many governments have cut military because it's always been seen as not really a vote-getter. But the thing about defense is you don't really need it until you need it. And then it's too late. And we've got China and Russia very close to taking our Arctic. We've got a war going on with a nuclear regime. We've got natural emergencies. We've got all these challenges. I mean, the job of our military is not to change seniors or bedding, though they will do it, and they'll do it with pride. Their job is to defend this nation, and we can't do that. That was already keeping our general uh, awake at night, and he said that as much, that we are not prepared. Andrew Lessie, former member of parliament for Orleans for the Liberals, now retired lieutenant general of the Canadian Forces. Good to have you. Thanks, Alex. Great to be on your show. We know what keeps a General Wayne Eyre up at night. He's not really made a secret of it. What keeps you up at night when you look at uh, military and the situation facing us? Same things that keep him up. Lack of readiness doesn't do the lack of funding. A very low priority assigned to the armed forces in terms of the presence within the liberal uh, Trudeau leadership. Uh, the continuing decline of our status with our friends and allies, also our biggest trading partners, who are getting increasingly mm -hmm. frustrated that Canada is not paying its fair share. The lack of weapon systems that have been delivered over the last eight years, which, by the way, is zero. The Liberals have not de delivered a signal significant combat capability to the armed forces in eight years. And in 2017, they came out with a policy called Strong, Secure, Engaged. And since then and now, they have underspent, lapsed, reprofiled $19 billion. And now that's another billion dollar cut. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, and you travel around, uh, you know, you go to these conferences, you go to the security conferences, you've got your ear in, in, in the crowd. And we already know what the Five Eye uh, partners think of us. Um, you know, I, I think they're quite frankly fed up with us. Um, so you get to hear, what are they saying? Well, I was just down in, well, south of the border. I won't say where, but involved a lot of senior security and military people um, at the first stop. Second stop was more on the economy. At the first stop, they're frustrated, as you've identified. Our Arctic is undefended at a time when China's building more, more icebreakers than we have in our entire fleet. Mm -hmm. Our Arctic is undefended at a time when Russia still has about thirty-five to 40,000 troops in their Arctic circle. The United States is 22,000. In Alaska, we have 300 hardworking people mainly administrative in nature, taking care of the Canadian Rangers and they take care of us, but they're not a defense force, yeah. nor are they a deterrent. 
Putin attacked Ukraine because he thought he could win. Because a variety of NATO nations cashed in the peace dividend over the subsequent or previous 15 to 20 years. And here we are. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about the Arctic and we talk about all these things, I think most people here just go, what do I care about the Arctic? I mean, it just seems like a world away. The problem is um, it's very important. And, 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 and as I spoke with Charles Burton, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he's like, China's like inches from claiming that territory and then it's over. And so what's the timeline? Like how long do we have to get our, our crap together? Pardon the, uh, I'm just bl- going to say it bluntly. It's okay. I've heard the word, the, the word before in the army. <laughs> I'm good with it. Um, we don't have any time at all, quite frankly. The liberals have not introduced a single new weapon system into the Canadian forces in eight years. They keep on promising money in the far future, but that's easy to do. And let's not forget that China and Russia don't recognize the entirety of Canada's claims to our Arctic. So it's not a question of, you know, will they do it? It's just a question of when. Mm-hmm. They don't, I'll say it again, they do not recognize the entirety of Canada's claims to our Arctic. So if they move in there, what, is the United States going to go to war over an economic dispute because they're drilling in what we consider our waters in the Arctic? I don't think so. It's yeah. up to us to resolve. And, and we have no capability stationed there. None. Yeah. And, and they already say that they're at war with the West. So they've declared that, you know, Bill Blair, your former colleague, you know, he declines. They're not cutting the budget because uh, it's going up and it doesn't make any sense. We have no ships built. Uh, we ordered F-35s that were canceled back, you know, when Harper left office. And now we're not going to get them for years. We bought them way higher cost. Uh, we've spent billions and, and sent billions over to Ukraine. And I think at some point Canadians say, like, w- w- what are we doing here? Are we going to have any military for this country? Um, because we yeah. need one. And, and so when you look at this, I mean, you were in this party. And, and so this has not been a vote getter in the past. But, you know, I'd say I'd say we're in trouble, but I'm not sure. We're, no, we're no, we're in big trouble. I, I think you're if, if anything, and I, I'm not accusing you of anything per se, but uh, the gravity of the situation is such that Canadians had better start to pay attention, because as you mentioned in your preamble, there's a war going on in Europe which has a ripple effect across the globe. And China is making all sorts of noise about Taiwan, the Indo-Pacific in which we have almost no capability, certainly non permanently stationed. You mentioned we're 16,000 people short. We're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of capability gaps in the overall portfolio that the chief of defense staff has got to manage. That, that means equipment that he doesn't have, he's supposed to have. And all of this is, I think, in my opinion, a trap of the liberals' own making because they promised a variety of actually vast amounts of funds, COVID for social programs, social programs, social programs. And as they fall in the polls, they're betting that defense will not be a voting issue. I would submit that governments don't often win elections because they're focused on defense, but if they mess it up badly, they can lose the election in part because they're not taking care of the defense of their nation. Yeah, but but the damage is long term, and so let's pretend. You know, uh, Pierre Polyera, I saw speaking recently last week. He, he made a point. He wasn't even asked. He said, "I will invest in military," and, and we can throw shade at, at the conservatives over the years for not doing their part. But you know, he said this is a priority to me. So, what's our timeline? Do we have? I'm hearing all these things of what we're going to do. I'm not sure we have ten years. I'm not even sure we have five or even two. Well, let me go back to the time of Prime Minister Martin. Prime Minister Chrétien, 
and Prime Minister Harper. All three of those prime ministers actually managed to blow down the institutional barriers to getting equipment out the door quickly. The spur was for the Afghan war, in which they delivered enormous aircraft in a matter of six months, tanks in a matter of 12, new guns in about four, new up-armored, light-armored vehicles, which are not light, in about a year. And the list goes on and on and on. So three prime ministers prior to the current one were able to actually control the defense procurement system, such as the stuff got out the door within a matter of months. That can happen again. If there's a willingness, there is a way. Finland which is the most recent member of NATO, managed to go out and buy hundreds and hundreds of very sophisticated rocket launching systems in the course of a matter of months. Poland has bought over 800 tanks in 18 months. So we can do the same, not to the same numbers, but we can get new capability in the door if the political will is there. And right now it isn't. Do you miss politics? (laughs) I miss the writing. I miss going door to door. I'm glad I ran. I'm glad I won, and I'm glad I left. There you go. All right. Well, I'm glad there's guys like you around because between you and Vice Admiral Mark Norman, a few of you I'm sure will come come to uh, to the rescue should something happen. But uh, I appreciate your time. I've been wanting to get you on for uh, for a while, so I'm glad you had some time. It's my honor. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. There you go. You've just heard from uh, former Liberal MP and retired Lieutenant General of the Canadian Forces, Andrew Leslie.